You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Welcome to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nola Heal. Today, I'm excited to welcome Melanie McClare to learn about her successful company and her amazing revolutionary technology with wide application in such an important area. Melanie is the CEO of Swirltech Inc., a startup clean tech company focused on solving the world's toughest wastewater problems. Melanie has a chemical engineering degree from McGill University and an MBA from Haskane School of Business in Calgary. Melanie started her career in oil and gas, working offshore in the North Sea and West Africa. Over 12 years ago, Melanie moved into water and wastewater treatment, which led to meeting the founder of Swirltex in 2017. Since then, Melanie has been leading Swirltex and is focused on growing the company to solve complex wastewater challenges across multiple market segments. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Nola. It's my pleasure. To get us started, I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background beyond the bio. What brought you into moving into wastewater? How did you join Swirltex and were you intentionally moving away from your direct oil and gas career? Yeah, so right out of school, out of chemical engineering school, I was more focused on exploring the world and I was agnostic to which industry I landed. And one of the most interesting opportunities that came to me was with an oil and gas services company. And the position was based in Aberdeen, Scotland, and it had some really interesting training opportunities in North and West Africa. And, and it sounded, to be honest, at age 22, it sounded like a grand adventure. And so it was an amazing experience and it was a wonderful company. Um, and I learned so much going from kind of that book engineering to field engineering uh, world, as well as got to get, you know, get the travel bug, <laughs> and, you know, sorted out. So, so that was the reason for joining oil and gas. But what happened was over the course of a two year period, there was a, you know, a fundamental mismatch. Um, I was, you know, part of my cup was filled with the travel and the, and the experiences and the adventure, but you know, traveling in helicopters offshore to do work was really cool. But uh, there was a big piece missing. And when I started thinking about that and doing a little bit of work on on what my next steps might look like, um, every cell in my body was saying, you know, you need to do something in the environmental sector. You need to, you know, figure that out. And so I moved back to Canada and uh, I started working for a company called Filterbox, which is a water and environmental company uh, previously now uh, acquired by a company called Ovivo. Um, and that company enabled me to, to learn about water, learn about wastewater, the challenges, the technologies that could be used to clean up this resource. And I uh, haven't looked back since. Um, uh-huh. With Thrilltex, yeah, with Thrilltex, I met Peter um, through the Creative Destruction Lab here in the Rockies when I was doing my MBA at Haskane. And uh, I was an MBA student in the CDL program. Um, and Peter was one of the four water tech companies and, uh, Peter was very open and honest with me and no, knew he needed, uh, some help to get the business going and off the ground and offered me a role, which was, I was really humbled by, and it's turned into the CEO role. And at first we didn't really plan on that, but now it's turned into this, 
you know, all encompassing role, which, you know, in a startup, you know, titles don't mean much. <laughs> I just came from the bank where I was dropping something off. You know, I do that too. Well done. <laughs> Fill the printer with, with paper. But yeah, the role is called CEO and, uh, and it's, you know, it's been an, an amazing experience helping get this company off the ground. Absolutely. Well, as CEO, you also get involved in all the ultra-challenging tasks like raising funding and ensure the company is successful. So, uh, yeah, as you say, all-encompassing role, but uh, no doubt great fun. So, <laughs> that is great. So, would you like to tell us about Swelltech? What do you do or what is different to some of your competitor companies? Mm, yeah, so Peter invented a novel way of, of membrane filtration processing. And what that means is uh, he used a 40-year-old technology like membranes in a really, really unique way. And so the beauty of that is, you know, customers understand what membranes are. They've been around for a long time. They're used all over the world in different types of applications where you want to filter something um, in microscopic por porous material like a membrane. Um, so the beauty of it is we're not working on the actual membrane, we're working on the hydraulics, so the fluid itself and how it interacts with the membrane. And this is something Peter invented in his garage back in 2015, uh, just by thinking through fluid mechanics, through fluid dynamics, two-phase flow. And so what the technology does is it, it, it introduces a gas into the wastewater and makes contaminants float. And then we spin, we swirl the water through the tubular membrane. And all of this basically means we can do tubular membrane filtration at a lower energy cost and a, and a lower capital cost to the customer. And so we're able to mobilize and use membranes in areas where they wouldn't have been able to be used in the past. Oh, fantastic. So what types of bodies of water do you clean? Is it um, specifically environmental uh, deposits or is it for various companies that are discharging water? Mm, yeah, so we are focused on industrial customers, uh, heavy and light industrial customers from mining to food and beverage processing to oil and gas. They all are water intensive industries and we're enabling these industries to recycle and reuse their water. So rather than pulling from rivers and streams to, for their processing activities, they can recycle their wastewater and get it to an ultra-pure quality using our technology. And so we're, we're helping these customers reduce their water footprint and their energy consumption around water. Fantastic. Really, really interesting. Um, so what trends do you see impacting the industry and perhaps your company directly over the next three to five years as you move forward here? So the, the move towards recycling and reusing wastewater is a growing, it's growing across all industries, across all geographies. And what we're seeing is there is starting to become a more need for a decentralized approach. And what I mean by decentralized is I mean modular systems that can help customers at their facilities treat their wastewater rather than them discharging and paying surcharges to the local municipality, for example, by um, you know, just discharging to sewer and then paying a surcharge for the, the industrial grade waste that they put down the sewer. And so there are increasing regulations around what you can discharge to sewer or to rivers and streams, for example. And also these customers are starting to see the techno-economic benefits of doing a decentralized approach where they have existing infrastructure on their sites and they are enabling reuse of, of wastewater um, at site. 
And so that is a growing trend. It's real tech hits the nail on the head with that. We can build modular systems, but we also provide ultra filtration uh, capabilities in a modular way. Fantastic. So is your equipment reasonably portable then? Do you build on site or do you transport in? Yeah, right now we're very early days. We, we manufacture our equipment here in Calgary and then we send it on a truck and uh, we just basically provide these small buildings that can fit on the back of a semi and, or a trailer. And, and that's, how we, that's how we service our customer base currently. Oh, fantastic. So that almost sounds like, well, does the customer own the equipment or are you doing more a wastewater almost as a service kind of product? Mm, right. So, so yes, absolutely. Wastewater as a service has been our focus. And I'll give you an example why. Uh, we had a, current, a customer in, in, at an airport, for example, who had a stormwater problem that they needed cleaned up at a certain time of year in the springtime. And then so they only needed some filtration services and, and, and um, dissolved oxygen loading services for about four months. And so that asset that uh, we then demobilized and moved to a municipality where it then irrigated a golf course using sewage. And so same infrastructure, two different customers in a six month period. So, again, decentralized infrastructure, wastewater as a service. Well, that's got to be very efficient for the customers in terms of their capital investment too, because that's right. They come so, and go. That's right, and and there's a bit of an education piece for customers that you know that are so used to buying capital equipment to treat their water, and so you know dipping into an opex budget is a very different conversation. And so there is a piece of education and a bit of brand awareness that you know that comes along with this innovation, helping customers understand that they they can save tens of millions of dollars if they if they were to consider a decentralized approach. Absolutely. I can certainly agree with that. One of my uh, previous positions, I was in power generation where we were generating power behind the fence for customers and the same type of service. We own the equipment and it does. It takes quite a bit of education for the customers to understand that they don't need to spend the capital. They don't need to demob the capital afterwards. Um, They just pay for the service when necessary. So yes, uh, exactly. It's yes. Utility as a service. Exactly. Quite an interesting concept for yourself too. You get a equipment owning as well as the service provisions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in at the early days, that's always tricky because it can be a capital intensive start to the business. But once you get, you know, your marquee customers and that repeat customer and payback periods become really, really attractive and it's then it's a bankable business. But at the beginning, it's all about trying to be scrappy and find ways to, to get to market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why the CEO gets involved in all aspects of the business. And that's why you're having so much fun. Fun is one word, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get up every day to participate. <laughs> so are there uh, particular characteristics that you believe make business people, some business people successful and why others really do struggle? Well, for me, um, my approach is a collaborative one. And so this whole idea of leading by dictatorship or leading by, um, you know, it shall be so mentality, that is successful, I think, in a lot of types of businesses. 
but it's it's very much not my style. In fact, at times, you know, perhaps there's an over over collaboration effort. <laughs> but what I'm seeing is um, in co conversations with customers, conversations with employees, um, and conversations with potential partners, the the idea of of we you know, of, of, and rather than, or, um, has gotten us to, to this place where we're at today with Swirl Text. And we have, you know, we're not selling something that is buttoned up and is completely ready for market. We're commercializing right now. And so there is technology risk, um, that we're communicating with our customers and we're collaborating. And some of the best ideas in our innovation have been, come from our customers. And so I think the collaborative approach and the partnership approach um, you know, is, is our style here at Swirl Techs. And I do think that that's starting to become more and more the norm rather than the it shall be so leadership mentality. But that's, you know, my optimism coming through there. Oh, absolutely. Well, I've certainly seen a trend more in the newer technology type companies that we are growing a significantly larger number of them in Alberta as a whole there is more collaboration, which is what's making some of those those uh, technologies successful and last for the longer term. So it's Absolutely. very encouraging in our diversification push. Exactly. And this ecosystem that Calgary is building with some amazing leadership, it's uh, it's happening fast. And I've, it's been an absolute joy to be part of that ecosystem um, across the board in Calgary. And it's a very collaborative approach, you know, startups helping startups and, and mentors helping other mentors. And, and so that's the way to get there faster, I think, rather than this whole hoarding mentality. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. So are you focusing largely in Western Canada at the moment, or you're across Canada or even North America? All of our business to date has been in Alberta. Um, I think partially because of, of the need for us to be close to our equipment right now. Um, but we have three individuals in the U.S. working for us on the business development side. The state of California alone has a larger water, wastewater reuse market than Canada as a whole. So we would be remiss to ignore these um, arid regions, these water intensive industry that, you know, that don't have the flowing rivers that we do here in Canada. So oh. water recycling is necessary. Um, so we are very focused on Western Canada, um, some work in Eastern Canada, as well as um, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, and we have a staff in Pennsylvania as well right now. So um, very, very focused on North America at the moment. Um, in a few years, we do plan to grow to Asia Pacific and Latin America, both really wonderful markets for infrastructure upgrades and decentralized infrastructure for wastewater. Oh, fantastic. And I have absolutely no doubt that your technology is very easily portable to so many markets that um, it's it's getting the word out as to how effective you you are. And you'll yes, possibly exactly. have to control the growth to, to make sure that it stays within your templated models. Uh, That's right. Congratulations. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. It's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. So what worries and excites you about the future of your industry and swirl techs? The worries come from speed. Um, I think climate change is happening at a pace that we all don't quite recognize or understand in our psyches yet. Uh, even as, you know, educated professionals, 
I don't think we quite grasp as a population how quickly things are going south. And um, so I worry about speed. I have children, you know, I worry about how fast we can get a handle on climate change. Um, but what excites me is that creates a ton of opportunities. And I see some amazing um, ESG focused funds puffing up more and more, almost exponentially year after year, where these funds, international funds, um, you know, are, are focused on technologies that either reduce greenhouse gases or water footprint or some other clean tech spin. And, uh, you know, the norm is starting to change and more investment is starting to to flow um, for clean tech. So that's what excites me is I think we're on our way. My worry is, are we are we going to get there fast enough? Are we going to get there fast enough? No, absolutely. Well, the capital very often does have to lead. So if we can motivate more capital into these areas of need, maybe there is hope that agreed it's getting there fast enough that is uh, quite a significant dramatic challenge let's face mm -hmm. it and in in all the, the the areas of the environment i mean we're inclined to hear about certain areas more than others but really important mm -hmm. do you have thoughts that you'd like to leave us with perhaps mm -hmm. i think one theme that would be nice to end on is uh, the community theme so the idea of connection and reaching out. So uh, either, you know, a big industry to small company connections with the conversation being about clean tech and being about climate change. And so even if, you know, if we're not, we have, don't have a plan as a business, say a large corporate to, to make it a meaningful change, just starting the, to be part of those communities and, you know, growing this clean tech community um, here in Calgary and beyond. So, the idea that maybe it's an, you know something small that you can do to reach out, to network, to click on LinkedIn, something that gets you starting to think about the ecosystem, starting to think about clean tech. Um, that would be one thought that I would like to leave everyone with. Oh, fantastic. And that, that's, a, that, that's a great suggestion because if we can get large companies working with smaller companies or more experienced people working with startup companies, everyone can benefit and maybe we can get there faster as you suggested that that mm. is the risk that we don't get there fast enough how can listeners get in touch with you and or learn more about swirltex if they're interested yeah so uh, online at uh, swirltex.com is a good way to to get in touch with us but also follow us on linkedin we post all the time on linkedin with our progress what we're up to we are always posting interesting things from the community and the water space. Uh, so LinkedIn, follow Swirltex or visit swirltex.com. Fantastic. Thank you. And we will link those up in the show notes for those who happen to be listening in a place where they cannot make a note of the, the link and or forget how to spell Swirltex. <laughs> so thank you very much, Melanie. That was really great to to learn a bit about your really creative company and the the way you're managing to take what potentially is an old well-established area of tremendous need for these large companies well large and small companies and being able to do things in a new and novel way so thank you very much for joining us thanks for the opportunity appreciate it 
The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients achieve the business growth and success they are capable of. They innovate and strategically anticipate, fine-tune their highest impact business variables, and regularly exceed aggressive growth and cash flow targets. If you would like to know more, here are four ways you can help energize your business growth. Number one, subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth podcast to hear from other companies that have overcome growth hurdles they have experienced. Hit the subscribe button in your podcast app right now or go to proteaconsulting.ca slash podcast. Number two, get your free copy of NOLA's latest book, The 5F Strategy, Bottom Line Growth in Any Economy Without Additional Sales and Marketing to discover her proven strategies for growth. Go to proteaconsulting.ca slash book. Number three, download a copy of the Financial Growth Scorecard to assess your current status and what to work on next on your growth journey. Go to proteaconsulting.ca slash growth. Number four, work with us to achieve the growth and success your company is truly capable of. To find out if we're a fit, Email NOLA at info at proteaconsulting.ca or send us a note on the website at proteaconsulting.ca slash contact.